Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Joe from Roland, R-L-N-D, and you're listening to The Loud Spot with Sebastian. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, right out of Oklahoma City. Today, I have Mr. Joe McClune, who's in a band called Roland, right? But it's spelled R-L-N-D. That's right. What is going on, man? You live in, what, the Bay Area? Uh, Yeah, the band's in the Bay Area. It's uh, basically... um... Vallejo, Oakland, San Francisco, but I'm up in uh, I'm up in uh, Portland right now. So now we're we're a long distance, but it doesn't really matter at all because uh, you know can't play shows anyhow. <laughs> right. So I'm actually so you're from the Bay Area though originally, right? Yeah, I'm from the Bay Area since I was a kid. Um, this is I I lived in I lived down in San Diego for a little while and then in New York, but I've I've been in the Bay, you know, 25, 30 years of my life. So yeah. Um, I- I'm actually I'm actually from San Francisco. I was born in San Francisco, but I was raised in Vacaville. Oh, word. And then I actually moved to Oregon for a little bit, to Portland. Yeah. And from Portland, I went to Washington. From Washington, I was like 24, and I ended up in Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma word. City somehow. Long story. Long story. Yeah, I mean, 
you just end up where you end up. My, uh, we've been through Oklahoma a fair amount and also Texas. My, my wife's from Texas, so we spent some time down there. Oh, cool, man. Okay, so your band, Roland, you guys are signed to Sell the Heart Records? That's right. And what, Okay, so and that is Andy Poles from Tsunami Bomb's uh, record label, right? That's right, yeah. Okay, so how did he find you guys? You guys, because you're from the Bay Area, did you guys just the local music scene? Actually, no. Um, you know, I uh, I was previously in another band down in San Diego, um, just a small band called Burnerport. And um, so I met, uh, he's got a couple bands on his uh, on his label. One's called um, Kata and one's called uh, uh, Topaluna. And one of the guys in that band was previously in another band. Um, uh, his name's uh, Demetrius Antunia. And uh, they're... They're a killer band. We've we've done, I mean, not tours, but we played a bunch of shows with them. And so I was actually just talking to him about trying to find a place to put out this new record. And he said, I, you know, I know this guy, Andy. Um, he's put out a couple of our releases and I ended up, you know, he, he hooked us up and Andy's a really great guy to work with. And uh, it just ended up working out. You know, it, it the timing was right. We talked to uh, a couple other labels, but it wasn't really... It wasn't really floating our boat, I guess, is the best way to put it. What, um, what, do, what, what does so when you're signed to a record label? Because right, I have a podcast, so I don't do the whole record label thing. Yeah. What does the record label do for you guys as musicians? Uh, okay, so do you, do you mean just in total or specifically as musicians? Like, does he get you guys concerts? Does he, I, I went to YouTube, saw you guys had some videos yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Does he help with the production of of that uh, album art? Uh, like t-shirts, things like that. So what Andy does specifically is he does. So, okay. As a band, you know, normally you end up having to do a lot of legwork with things that are hard to know as a band. Um, And of course, the first thing that most record labels provide is some financial backing. And so he provided us some financial backing for printing the record and doing some PR for us. Awesome. Um, And so uh, especially me, I'm, what's known as the band dad. So I'm taking care of, you know, all the, a lot of the, you know, the financials and like making, I make all the merch. I, I did all the artwork for the record. Um, are, you, know, are, think, are you considered the band dad? Cause you have gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I am the oldest in the band, but um, the, the main thing is that, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I, even though I do a lot of things for the band, there's things I'm not good at. One of those is for instance, just distribution. Like I'm really bad at, um, you know, getting all this shit together and making it, sending it out. I mean, um, and Andy's, it, Andy's it, the one that got us in touch. He messaged you and me on the same Facebook, uh, kind of messaging feed. and was like, Hey, check out this podcast. And so I guess he does stuff like that as well. He does stuff like that. He hooked us up with the PR guy. Um, if we were doing shows, he'd probably set us up. I mean, we've already talked about once, once the pandemic's over, you know, he'll, he's going to set us up some shows with other bands on the label. Um, just kind of awesome. a lot of, a lot of that kind of support. That's hard to know if you're not, if you're a lot, uh, he gets a lot of exposure to a lot of different bands. And so he goes through this a lot. So that kind of expertise is really helpful. Um, Absolutely. And, and he, you know, he just gives us coverage or not coverage, but uh, he gives us exposure just by having us on the label. So that's, he's been, he's been incredibly valuable as, as a resource for those sorts of things. Well, I do want to say congratulations for being the first band to just be a musical band with no vocalist 
on my you podcast. Think? Dude, I was so, let me tell you, I'm so against that. Like, I'm so against <laughs> it. I was, though, but you know what? There's a lot of great musicians out there that are just music, that, ju- that just have the music with no vocalist. And it's like you kind of tell your story through music. Have you thought yeah. about getting a vocalist, or you guys just know we don't need one, we're just doing it our way, and that's, or you just haven't found one yet? Here's a true story. Um, when we were recording this, I talked to the guys in the band, and I said, you know, uh, no joke, I, we, we, have a, we had a, pre, a previous album that was also instrumental, we'd been instrumental the whole time, and on this record, I kind of, I heard vocals on it. Um, and I talked to the guys... And I was like, yo, let's put on some vocals, like, kind of like, uh, have you heard the band Elder or, you know, High on Fire, where they have some vocals, but it's not a ton? Um, no. And it's very... Well, you can you can check out those I'll, 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 check, I'll, I'll check them out, yeah. <laughs> but in any case, just like kind of sparse vocals. and But but I, I actually do feel like, I, I feel like this record could have used vocals. And two of the guys... Uh, me and one of the other guy, one other guy, were super into it, and then the other two guys were kind of iffy. And in this band, we have a very specific rule that if one person doesn't like it, we don't do it. Right. A lot of bands and, are like that. That's awesome. Well, it's it's kind of the only way to do it so that everyone's satisfied and everyone feels like their voice is being heard. And I, I so I get it. Um, the guys were actually kind of enthusiastic at first and then it just kind of fell off the radar and we we didn't end up doing it. So um, how do you come up with your but, how do you come up with the song names? Uh actually that's 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 funny. Um our drummer he has a notes file on his phone uh-huh. and he's just constantly thinking of like puns and shit. Oh cool. So yeah, so like we'll come we'll have a song and he'll just kind of go down the list and be like how about this one and we're like no, nah, it doesn't fit. <laughs> But you know, actually, that's it's funny that you mentioned the vocalist. Are we are we looking for one? Because we on the next record, it'll have vocals. Awesome. And, well, let's go. Let's play one of your songs right now. Then I want to get into like your music videos that I found on YouTube. This song is called Keith sells, but who's buying? Right on. Who's buying? All right, here we go. Right now with Keith sells, but who's buying? By the band Roland R L N D.
that's a that was Keith sells, but who's buying? That's a super funny name too, because it's almost like you can relate it to anything. Me, I relate it to drugs for some reason. I'm like, it's no, it's from uh, it's from Megadeth. Uh, oh, fine. I don't know, man. I'm an idiot. So when I hear you guys' songs, right, I yeah. figured I it's assumed it was going to be punk rock. Okay, I assumed it was going to be punk rock, but it's not really punk rock. I mean, it's it's more kind of hard rock, right? What what would you say it is? It's it's like progressive, heavy progressive metal, probably. I think if you, I think if you had a singer, depending on the singer style, your music can almost yeah. go any any way. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's parts in there. Uh, there's a couple songs. This next song that you're gonna listen to, uh, Public Chefs. That song's that song's pretty like it's kind of like metalcore a little bit, like you know, a little Dillinger spots in there, and like some weird angular like Melvins and uh, Neurosis parts in there. That's awesome. Yeah. So I gotta admit, I got a little bit intimidated because I said, "Hey, how's the podcast?" Like it's like every other podcast. Uh, I was on the radio. I was like, "Fuck, man." You're on the radio. No, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna let you talk. I'm not gonna say anything from now on. No, it's a. I was, yeah, I was on the radio for like five, four years in college, and then I had a radio show. Like, I I traveled with my wife for like we're we're both designers, so we can work remotely, and so we traveled for like two years, and I had a radio show while I was doing that. So, um, so how did you like? Was it on like a FM, like an FM channel? Uh, my college radio show was, but not no. The other one was a streaming show. How was that? I've never, I've never been to like a radio station. Is it, I mean, is it, I guess I don't know if you've ever done a podcast, like actually hosted one, but I would assume there's a little bit of similarities. It's pretty similar. I mean, um, I didn't do it live. Like doing it live was more of a, more of a pain than, than just editing afterward. Like it's, uh, you know, I'd end up like, I'd end up doing fades and like doing the talk back after, um, between the songs. It was, it was, it was probably closer to a podcast than an actual live show before when I, um, like when I, when I was on the radio, um, you know, you have like a board with sliders and the mixer and everything and it's all live and there's no, there's no delay. I don't like live because I, it's stressful. It's because stressful. You don't want to say something that you regret later. Like if I went live, there's all kinds of things I say. I'm like, dude, thank God I could edit this shit because I do not want this to air. Oh uh, no, you're fine, man. And I don't, I don't do the fader thing either. I don't, I don't fade things in and out. I just it's dope. It's dope on. to have. It's dope to have a little control. You can get these little podcast control pads now, and they're pretty dope. But um, you just, you, it's definitely like a, it's a learned thing. Like also, I mean, it helps. Uh, my dad was on the radio for like 15 years, like major market FM. So I used to like when I was a kid. Like sometimes I'd go in with him because he was like. My parents were divorced, so sometimes he'd just bring us into the radio station. That's and he'd like cool. let me move, he'd let me push the button and all that shit. So you're kind of training to push the button and do the fading as, as a kid. Kinda, yeah, actually. Like I've I've been in radio stations. I mean, my parents met at college radio when they had me. Did you so, so when you so you're going to college doing the radio thing, how come you didn't pursue like a whole radio career, like radio personality? It's hard. It's like honestly, that's the truth, is it's just it's a hard game to get into. And if you're going to get into it, like, especially, um, you know, back in the day, everything was on the radio. Right. You know, there was no Sirius. There was no XM because it was Sirius and XM before it was Sirius XM. Right, and right, then, right. And, like, there was no podcast. Everyone listened to the radio. There was no even MP3 players. So you basically listened to a cassette in your car or the radio. And so it was like um, 
you know, back when my dad was going on the radio and even I have a cousin who was on the radio for, um, you know, until like 2005, but, and you, whenever he, you know, now all radio shows are for the most part syndicated. Yeah. You know? yeah. And a lot of it's like auto, like they have robots that play the CDs or it's MP3s now. And it's, and, and they just record all the, like in, in between bits, all the talk back, they record that all in advance, like in one hour instead what? of being on Yeah, dude. I didn't know that. It's not live. A lot of it's not live. So it's all like automated and shit. Huh. Um, yeah. So like now there, it's really hard to do that. And even when I was, even when I was coming up, like when I, when I graduated college, like everyone had MP3 players by then, you know? So it's like every, it, like the writing was kind of on the wall. Now it's, it's very difficult to get a job in radio and what people end up doing. I've a lot of my friends who have done it, they end up moving places for the radio station. Right. Because not that many. Right. You know, so they end up having like I have a friend who who moved up. She moved up here. At, or no, this is my cousin. She moved up to Bandon, Oregon, up on the coast for a radio station. And it's you know she. So now she lives in Oregon. Did they even get paid a whole lot? Depends. It depends on the market. Like yeah. if you move to if you move to the you know Juneau, Alaska radio station, you're probably not making <laughs> like you're probably making like I'm, I want to say probably like thirty forty grand. It's not a lot, but you live in Juneau. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, there goes my dreams of being on the radio. Thanks, man. Honestly, this is more, <laughs> this is, this is more lucrative. Yeah, no, so doing a podcast for me, and there's like millions of podcasts. Out there. There's like a whole shit ton of them out there. And so yeah. when I first found out there's like, you know, I forgot how many, like a million or I don't know. I, I don't know the number, actually. Uh, I was kind of like a little bit disappointed, but then I listened to some. And I don't really listen to podcasts that much. I don't like to take uh, other people's ideas and put them into my own. Cause I just, I like just my own thing, you know? And I was like, you know what? I think, I think my show was kind of cool. <laughs> I think it's better. I think I could go places maybe. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping if you, if you get that, I mean, also like hella podcasts suck, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, so, so if your podcast, like if you have people who are actually talking and, and having a coherent conversation, you're already got a leg up. Yeah, so, I, like, I think so. of podcasts that are just not not very good. Yeah, well, don't start a podcast if you don't know how to talk to people, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, if you're not trying to be on the mic, then you probably don't have a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no dead air. Okay, so the song "Public Chefs." You guys do have a music video for this song that people can go to YouTube and check out. Yeah, this song is pretty wild. This is like the the odd one out. This one isn't on the vinyl. Um, this one's on. Um, just on the digital on the digital album and uh it's 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 kind of the one that doesn't sound quite as much like the rest of them the rest this one's a little more like frenetic and like uh dissonant it's you know kind of kind of spiky but uh the the video is wild um a friend of ours who who's you know we've played shows with his band this guy's name is uh tsunami and he he was like yo i like this song I th- I'm thinking about doing a video for it. And I was like, sure, just let us know what you need. He comes back like six weeks later and he's got most of this video done. Wow. And you're just like, what? And, and so he kind of, he kind of just ran with it and you know, it's got all the Illuminati stuff and all the whole like weird multimedia stuff. And like, it's kind of like a commentary a little bit on capitalism. So it's, did you give him an idea to go with, or did he just kind of get his own idea and just went with it? He, he started out with like, we told him the name of the song. We're like, it's called public chefs. He said, Oh, like, and he's telling me this afterward. He's like, Oh, 
like Martha Stewart, that's a public chef. <laughs> right, right. About, you see, he's thinking about Martha Stewart, and then he started thinking about like the media and how the media kind of like is a smokescreen for the fact that there's like ten rich people who could pay the rest of us, you know, in 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 the world, and we, right. you know, it's it's just wild. Yeah, that's um, neat. So then he kind of and I I kind of steered him a little bit. We, you know, he came with the whole. Um, you know, financial pyramids stuff that's at the start of the video. And I gave him a few more pointers about just like other, other stock related stuff. So it's kind of, it kind of just like happened very organically, which was nice because it's nice, it's nice to have someone just pumped about what they're doing and make you something awesome. Awesome, man. When we get, we're going to play the song at public chefs. Then when we, when we get back, I do want to ask you, don't answer it right now. I don't think I asked you how long you guys have been a band for. So we're going to go over that. And then we're going to go over the name change uh recently for this album so here we go right now with public chefs
There we go with Publix, Jess. I was just talking to Joe like during the uh, during the music break. There, he's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoyed our conversations uh, during that during that little musical musical session. Okay, I don't think I asked you before. I may have, but I don't think I asked how long you guys have been a band. We shit uh, seven years. Oh wow! Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, the first record came out like four or five years ago. So it took like two years to write that one. And then um, just like crazy shit happened. Basically, like one of us got a new job. One of us was going to college and then um, I was traveling. So like I came back in mid travel to do like a two week tour um, up the coast and back down. And then and then we just kind of were stagnant for a little while. And then we wrote this record, I think, all together in like eight months. But then we recorded it last October, so it's over a year old. I think it's so uh, cool that you guys have a vinyl also, and you can buy the vinyl on Bandcamp, right? So yeah. I think every band should have a vinyl. Maybe it's me because I'm a record collector. I, you know, I collect records. Yeah, so, same here. Same so, here. so that that's why for me I think it's neat, but I guess most people probably aren't. You know, if hell, if you made an 8-track, I'd probably buy an 8-track, and then I'd go that's buy an 8-track player, and i start collecting that too. Because who, <laughs> who does that? You know what I'm I would do that for sure. Hey, tons of bands are still putting out cassettes, man. It's no, like they're not. Are they really? Yes, a bunch of a bunch of like like the the more indie bands, the smaller bands are putting out cassettes now because it's cheap. Let's start a band, a new band, and just put out eight tracks. <laughs> just, 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 I'm a drummer. Oh well, shit. Yeah, I'll send you some riffs. We'll make it. We'll make a cassette. We'll make. We'll make a eight tracks. Only. Eight track. Eight track, and it'll be exclusive. We'll only make eight tracks. So if you want to listen to our music. You gotta buy an eight track player. Gotta buy an eight track player, and you know we're gonna be so good that we're gonna blow up the eight tracks. <laughs> Yo, that's a great idea. We should do that. Let's make. Okay, we have to think of a name at some point, but it has to be punny. Yeah, I'll let. So I'm like not that creative. I'll let you I'll think, think about it. I'll just think about it. You think about it. Once you get something, let me know, and <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll just we'll we'll dream, and we'll see if something ever happens. But it'd, it'd yeah, be cool. Okay, now, and you guys changed the name from Roland to yeah. R-L-N-D, which is still Roland. And why did you guys do right. that? Uh, well, so we wanted to be cool, and uh, it seems like all, you know, MGMT, uh, uh, et cetera, all those, there's all those hipster bands. All the cool all kids are doing it. No, no, really, the reason is that um, if you search right now Roland on even Roland Band on Google or Roland uh, on Spotify, there's like fucking 80, 90 artists. And we were like, you know, we're a small band. So there's, there's even an, an, um, like three or four of them are in Latin speaking countries in, um, in Spanish uh, speaking countries. So like, uh, you know, all of South America and, you know, Central America and Spain, basically you, like all those, those, a couple of them are, uh, there's one dude who's a DJ. There's one, one dude from Mexico who's an R&B guy, and then there's, like, a guy from Colombia or something. Like, there's so many Rolands. That's so weird. Is that someone in your band's name? <laughs> no, it's actually the guy, who, the guy who originally quit the band. Oh, really? We changed our name to his name. And then you guys just kept it? Yeah. We, we meant it as a joke, and then we just decided to keep it because we liked it. But um, You know, if you guys get, like, super big... Like, you know, he's going to be like, that was my band. It's named after me. And then just don't give him any credit ever. 
Or I'll just be like, you know that we were fucking with you, right? Um, <laughs> it just worked out. Yeah, but so then we just decided, we Googled RLND, and it's the only thing there is is some, like, regional landscaping of North Dakota or something. So that's, so it ends up being pretty searchable, and especially if you look for bands. I think, I think it works great. You know, RLND, it's, it's easy to search for, you're right. And it is kind of, a, it's kind of a thing right now, it's kind of a hip thing to do. And so that's honestly, that way you're doing it like that is, I would say, a better way to market the brand of the band that's spelling out uh, as much as it as much as it sucks to have to like feel like you're making it easier for people it's really important i mean yeah. it feels the same to me honestly part of the reason why i want to have vocals is because people get a better connection with music when it has vocals like i'm i'm the first one to admit that but we were just a we were just an instrumental band for so long that it's kind of like you know maybe one we have to change it and you know what maybe one day soon maybe someone will come into the the band's lives you're like dude we we gotta have this we gotta have this vocalist well actually all four of us can sing pretty well so i think we're gonna we're gonna spread around singing duties around the the dudes who who were already in the band awesome man okay last song we're gonna play is terry gross uh g-r-o-s-s-e gross a terry gross a yeah, it's uh, there's this is a good heavy one. Uh, we actually have a, it's named after our friends band who named themselves after the NPR uh, commentary lady. Awesome. So, so it's kind of a, it's kind of double meta, you know. I like it. We're gonna play this song right now. We're gonna wrap up the podcast after this. It's been super fun having you on the show. Thank you for being on here. Let's go right now with Terry Gross before we wrap it up.
go with Terry Grosso. Your songs. So, how many albums do you guys have? You guys have two albums. We have two. Yeah, we have two uh, two LPs. And the first LPs is it completely different than this one, or is there a lot? I mean, same band members, right? Yeah, same band members, and it's it's a, like on the first one we kind of just were like we're gonna shred for you know forty minutes, and we did that, and it was fun. Didn't really step on any pedals, and then um, for the second record we were basically like, let's slow it down. Let's make it heavier and let's step on some pedals, make it kind of psychedelic in spots. So that's, that's kind of how it changed up. Does the rest of your band know you're doing a podcast tonight? Uh, I told them on text. Yeah. I, okay. I, it was all, it was all like uh last minute, but uh, uh, I was trying to get Alex, the other guitarist on, but then he, uh, he couldn't make it cause he had to go back to work. He's like, yeah, podcasts are boring. I don't want to do it. They are kind uh, of boring though, man. They really are. Yeah. They're fun. Are they for you? Like, you like you like doing them? Uh, you know, I think I like. I think I enjoy being on other people's podcasts. It is kind of fun. It's kind of fun to hear what people are going to ask you. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no reason. Uh, the thing is, a lot of people get really self conscious talking about themselves, and it's not like I'm a narcissist or anything. But I'm just kind of like, yeah, sure, let's talk about some shit. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I never come pre- like I don't. I barely. Sometimes I come prepared, but usually I don't. I just kind of say whatever. Like I'm, I'm always thinking about something, anyways. So I just kind of say whatever comes to my mind. You might as well just have a conversation, you know? Yeah, yeah that, that, you know, we really didn't talk a whole bunch about your band. We just kind of talked, we did a little bit, but we talked about other things. <laughs> well, yeah, you got, what, you got any more band questions? Uh, do I have any more band questions? No. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, okay, who's your influences? Just kidding, I don't care. I don't care who your influences are. I don't know, I don't, uh, no, I, th- I think we covered all the bases, man. I do want to ask you, though. <laughs> If people want to buy some merch, if they want to find your music, what all platforms? I mean, I'm sure you're on Spotify and iTunes. We're on Spotify, iTunes. I think we're on fucking Tidal. We're on YouTube. But uh, honestly, Bandcamp is the best thing to to get the vinyl or some merch. It's just rlnd.bandcamp. I don't even know why I ask that question anymore. I have no idea why I ask ask bands. Where can you find your music? a A lot of bands have a weird Bandcamp name because they get taken up really quickly. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so we were lucky enough to get just, I mean, just to get RLND. I was i was glad we had it. Oh, that's, see, I learned i learned something new. But where can, do you guys have merch for sale? Yeah, we've got vinyl of both records, and I think we still have some t-shirts up. And where, are those on a website, or are they just on, on Bandcamp? Bandcamp? Everything's on Bandcamp. Yeah, I did yeah. notice on Bandcamp, you can actually even subscribe for like $40 a year, I get. I think. Is that, is that? Oh, is that, you can. There's a subscription of the Sell the Heart Records catalog that you can get every record. Oh. It's awesome. That's on Limited Run, the Limited Run website. So, um, yeah, if you want to, if you like some of the bands that you've been hearing on Sell the Heart, you should definitely subscribe to the to the um, the annual model because you just get it's like it's like forty percent off the records or something. I, you know, I do have another question actually. When you guys yeah. play concerts, do you guys just play in California or do you guys multi-state? Like, do you guys tour? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've uh, we've played four or five states, I think, so far. Biggest but, concert you've ever played? Uh, we played we played a show with High on Fire. Um, that was probably that was probably like five hundred people. That was cool. That is pretty. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I played. Yeah, a, I did, we're, uh, we're a small <laughs> band. We played. Yeah, we played, yeah. I played in front of like bar. I played in like front of I think twenty people once, and no one wasn't. Oh. No one wasn't. No, actually, it was probably like a hundred. It was probably like a hundred. We played with High on Fire at the Uptown in Oakland, and we played. Oh, we played at Bottom of the Hill with a band called Pinback. 
That's cool, man. Dude, yeah. I, I love being on stage, man. I love I love being on stage. Playing a live show is just so great, and I'm really fucking tired of not doing it. You're, you're gonna get back. You're gonna get back there. I know it's gonna happen. But when you get back there, you're gonna have to move, are you gonna have to go back to California? You know what we were doing. So what happened was we we made the record, and the day it was done, two of the guys quit the band. <laughs> that, what? That's why. Yeah, so that's why it came out a year a, a year later. Um, and then uh, we, me and the drummer, we were like, fuck, I guess we don't have a band anymore. And then he played the record for one of his, a couple of his friends. And they were like, and they're total shredders. Like, he just knows a whole ton of musicians. And they were like, can we just be the band? So I lived up in Portland by that time. Uh-huh. And, then, and then Keith, the drummer, he's just like, yo, uh, why don't you come down for band practice? And I was like, what? So I came down. And these guys knew the whole record already. Nice, man. So he just built, he rebuilt the band and it was really nice. And so we were super pumped. I was going down for a weekend once a month because my family's down there too. Right. Um, And my job was down there. I work remotely. So like uh, I was going down for a weekend a month, which is not that big of a deal. You know, it's not that much of a lift for my wife and, you know, the kid and the dogs and stuff. Um, If it's just like a couple of days and we would go have band practice and then we were ready to tour like this spring, but fucking COVID. I dude, that's like every like every band was ready. You know what? You know what I hear though. I hear a lot of like every band we were gonna make it big, but then COVID. But no, but a lot of bands that I talked to like were really on the verge of like getting ready to tour or getting ready to do like a like some super great concerts, and then COVID just like ruined all that. And that's just really it's like horrible, man. It's like horrible. It's are, horrible. There's, it's lame and there were so many fucking shows i was i had tickets to i had tickets to run the jewels and rage against the machine i had tickets to depeche mode i had tickets to um what else uh run the jewel oh no i already said that one um <laughs> oh Nine really yeah like cool. was, i had tickets to everything and i was so pumped and then we can't go no no you can't go real quick if you were to give a shout out to any bands um, that you've played with or bands that people that listen to the podcast might want to check out, who would those bands be? Uh, some, you should have prepped me for this. But <laughs> normally, I, normally I do prep. I don't know why I didn't prep this time. Uh, System Restore is dope. There's a great band that I love called uh, Cindercone. One of my buddies, Jordan, is in a thing called Reptoid, which is a one-man insane metal band. Check them out. It's reptoidx.bandcamp.com. Uh, my buddy John and, and uh, Scott and Ian, those guys are in a band called Kowloon Walled City. Um, you know, there's just a, there's some, there's some great bands in the Bay still, but you know. And if I would have prepped you, you would have came up with a, a few more and then like, you're going to be like, oh crap, I forgot. Ah, uh, don't get mad at me. You know, I forgot to say it, man. No, no, no that I mean, is the question. Yeah, I got a few prepped. more. I got, I got a few more. There's my buddy, uh, my buddy Ben's in a band called Burials. It's just insane metal. Awesome. Um, yeah. And it, you know, anyway, those are, I've just been listening to all those guys, uh, during the, the quarantine. Awesome, man. And shout out to, uh, sell the heart records and Andy Pohl for hooking up this podcast and getting you on and being able to share some of your music. I really appreciate it, man. You've been a great guest on the podcast. Yeah. I've really enjoyed our conversations during the podcast and off of the podcast while we're playing the music. So you've been fantastic. Right on, Sebastian. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Don't go anywhere. Uh, I do want to thank all of our fans like I do every show, all of our listeners. we got some great things coming up. 
we just got an executive producer to help us help me out. Sam McIntosh, he's going to help us out get some awesome bands on the podcast. Looking forward to that. So that should be coming early spring, sometimes springy, springish time. Make sure to check out Roland RLND. Check out their band camp. Subscribe to Sell the Heart Records. Download their album. It's only seven bucks. You got a bunch of great songs on there. We look forward to, to doing this again. I hope everybody, everybody had a happy holiday and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. This is the Loud Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. Does anything that's good really have to end? Yes. A pin post has to pin show so to get more episodes, make an order, this is over. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.